Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means to you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support, and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom, and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here from Inspired Growth Training and we are in the PM Power podcast. Uh, of course, this is a video version. It's also uh, available in the audio version on Spotify, Podbean and on iTunes podcasts. And I have the amazing, wonderful Nicole Anstis all the way from Hamilton in New Zealand. Thank you for being on the show. Hello, how are you? Good, good. And um, so let's just quickly talk about Hamilton. Now, Nicole is the general manager with Harcourt's Hamilton Rentals. Just very quickly, um, Hamilton um, has a population of 170,000. So I'm thinking it's a regional town. It's not. It's a very, very um, strong, bustling regional city um, in the North Island of New Zealand. Um, and Hamilton, uh, Harcourt's Hamilton Rentals manage 1,750 rentals, which is huge. So big job there for you, uh, Nicole. And just a fun fact as well about Hamilton, and it was something that I... Um, I, I learned walking down the main street at like, like at 10 at night um, in Hamilton one day where I came across a statue commemorating. Um, and what was his name, Nicole? Who's the gentleman that wrote that, that wrote the show? <laughs> you don't know his name? It was the guy that wrote the Rocky Horror Show. So every time I think Hamilton, it's just a jump to the left. <laughs> so yeah, the Rocky Horror Show, uh, doing the, the time warp, all of that stuff actually was written um, and created um, by, uh, I forget his name, but anyway, in Hamilton, New Zealand. So certainly an amazing place. And Nicole, um, how many years property management have you got? Oh, I've got 29. Unbelievable. So, yeah, very young. I, I say, look, I've got 30, over 30 years now in the property management industry, half of that being on the front line or managing staff or things like that. But um, now, Nicole, we're going to talk about something that's close to the hearts of property managers today and not to take things personally. And um, this is a real tough one because, you know, I'm a real belief that property management, it's not your average job. In fact, you know, the seven different attributes that makes a good property manager, mm. also the same different, the same attributes, the seven attributes that make up a good police officer. Mm. It's a very intense job. It needs 100% of your care factor to actually be done right. I don't yeah. think it's not a job that you can just go and work at Subway with a smile on your face. It ain't going to work for you. And so because we're putting our whole heart into the job, it's open um, to, uh, you know, to, to the problems and the barbs and the arrows that get thrown at us on a, on a daily basis. So it's hard for us to say, hey, don't take it personally. But Nicole, you've been in it nearly 30 years now. So you've got a lot that you can teach others. Mm -hmm. um, let's get started. Um, 
why, why did you pick this topic? Because it is it's something that everybody deals with on a daily basis. Like you said, it is customer service. Um, we do get a lot of grief, so you do need to. That's the first thing to master, really, is to not take things personally. You're often at the end of someone's bad day, and, um, yeah, you need to learn to not take it personally and not take it home. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good point there. Sometimes you are at the end of someone else's bad day mm-hmm. um, and all their frustration. You don't realise that, too. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I, I think people need to realise out there is that your property owners that own rental properties that you're managing, they've taken on a risk. Um, it's an investment, um, like any other investment, whether they invest in stocks and shares, um, you know, in the, in the share market, or it's some other type investment. This investment, like all the others, is not risk-free. There are risks, there are issues, there are problems, and your job is to manage that as the absolute best that you can. Um, and of course, you know, the tenant pays rent voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Their actions in the property, whether good or bad, are volunt- are, 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 they do them voluntarily. Yes, um, so you know, we, we cannot control the actions of tenants. But so that's why it's really important to talk to both customers about expectations at the beginning of the relationship. Um, so talking to owners about the, um, the rules and regulations within the RTA, we've had so many changes over here. Um, what their requirements are as a landlord, what they can't get away with. Um, and again, with tenants, is talking to them about expectations about how we want them to look after the property, how communication needs to go, our expectation with no tolerance of rent arrears. So we have a little bit of an induction video here that we have for both of those clients. Um, I bring on most of the new business, so I have a talk to the owners about um, the expectations on their side. But yeah, we have a, um, I think it's an eight minute induction video that our tenants watch before signing a tenancy agreement with what we expect from them. So it's, yeah, that, that initial conversation is really important. I think it's a good place to start for this podcast because expectations are very, very important because all conflict, or I should say 95% of conflict occurs because something happened outside of expectations. It got wrong or indifferent expectations, and that can create conflict later on. But if something occurs within their expectation, they're very least likely to fly off the handle and, and get upset about it. What, what are some things that are really, really important around expectations, Nicole, do you think we should specifically be targeting right at the start? What's non-negotiable with owners? Uh, well, with owners, it's it's the communication for them is that the property manager needs to communicate and tell them exactly what is going on with the property. Um, and they want to be answered, you know, if they send an email or leave a voice message, it needs to be within a reasonable time. So, um, you know, and, and we talked before the podcast about procrastination, about how if you're leaving things too long, that's where you're going to have conflict. So to avoid that conflict, you need to be communicating really quickly. Um, when I say really quickly, it doesn't have to be within two hours. It needs to be, you know, within a reasonable time. Even if you can't get back to answering the questions with an email, you can just go back saying, thanks for your email. I'll get back to you um, before the end of tomorrow or whatever. So, so what you're saying is setting up expectations with the owner. Mm. This is how long you can expect for us to get back to you with an yeah. email. This is how long you can expect us to get back to you with a phone call um, yeah. and getting that right set up. Um, at, at the start there. But also, what about, for example, 
Um, let's just say owner is, um, cause we're talking about taking things personally. So things that can get fired at us and maybe reducing those, let's say scenario owner calls up, um, sorry, owner is at home. He gets a phone call from his boss in Auckland. And of course, Auckland's, you know, that two or three hours drive away. Um, and he's now being transferred uh, from Hamilton to Auckland for his job. He now has to rent out his family home. Um, mm. He gives you a call, Nicole, saying, hey, look, I, I have to move away in four weeks. I have to rent out the family home. What are some of the things and expectations that we could be setting up right now with this owner here to avoid, um, you know, conflict in the future? Yes, I would just be talking to him about um, finding the right tenant for his property and not putting the, you know, just not putting somebody in there for the sake of an, in, of, for an income. Um, we do decline a lot of tenants, so it would be talking them through finding the right tenant. Um, as long as that's priced right and they listen to us as professionals on, on what they should and shouldn't be doing, then we don't seem to have an issue. Um, yeah, so it's just chatting them through all of those things. Yeah. yeah, okay, so I think that a lot of the good tenants that are renting at the moment will need to give three weeks' notice. Yeah, so it's it's not that we would advertise it today and have a new tenant tomorrow to move in, you know, they need to know that there is a little bit more to the process than that. Yeah, also, I think um, so. We're minimizing conflict in future, we're looking at those possible emotional issues where they could be emotionally attached to the property. So, I think that our language at the moment can't be sugar coated of yeah. what can possibly happen. And my words that I used in these situations were, look, Mr. Owner, are you ready for the tenant to not look after the property the way that you have? Yeah. Um, are you? And so these are the sort of questions I want to be asking, you know, um, how do you feel about wear and tear on your home? Are you aware of what legal fair wear and tear is? All of those sort of things. So I can actually assess is the right, is this the right owner for us? Have they got the right expectations? Are they willing to disconnect themselves emotionally from the property um, and now go from the property being emotional, it's their family home, to now being business only. Um, yeah. And looking for those potential issues there so we're not end up, end up in a firefight two years later when they do return um, with all their emotions and their photographic memory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very real, that one, living in, a, in their own home. Yeah. Okay, and let's talk about another situation that you'd be very familiar with, Nicole. Um, owner's been managing his own property now for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Legislation in New Zealand has um, tightened up, which is good because it makes more of an agent market. Um, and the owner has come in and said, look, Nicole, I don't want this. I don't want to manage my property anymore. I don't want to be a self-managing property owner any longer. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you'd be looking for or the language that you'd be having with these particular owners um, to, to try and minimize or give them the right expectations to minimize conflict later on? Yeah, so it is, um, I would be talking to them about, um, you know, of all of the, what the requirements are for the healthy homes, for example, over here, um, what they would need to get it up to date, talking to them about um, the dates that they need to be done after tenants have moved in, um, just having a chat to them about, you know, what, again, what their rights and responsibilities are. The, the, the best thing for them to do is to have it managed by a property manager because we have a 24-7 call-out. Um, the plumbers that we use can get there really quickly, opposed to him ringing to get a plumber in that could potentially wait for three days. Um, so it's just having a talk to them about the benefits of having it professionally managed. Uh, a lot of those owners don't know, you know, what they have an interpret their own interpretation of what the law reads, and often it is from what media have portrayed it to be. Um, yeah, so it's just talking them through that. 
yeah, what about wear and tear um, and um, their, their control about the property as well? They may like to come around and pick off the fruit off the trees once a week or something <laughs> like that. You know, or they you know want to do their own repairs and come in at any time. How do you? What sort of dialogue do you use around that? Yeah, so we don't really take on owners that do their own repairs because we do put the sell on it that um, our tradies can get out there so much quicker and they're probably cheaper than who they would use. Um, we do ask them to step back a little bit um, and, you know, obviously they're not allowed to go onto the property. We do have some landlords that request to come and do the routine inspections and what, and if there is someone that is potentially attached to the property, we might let them come along to the first one. But I will say um, initially is that you can come along to the first one, but um, it would, wouldn't be normal for you to come along to any more. And we do give you photos of the inspections. So we are very transparent with how the property is looking. Yeah. So it's just, just the same with any new relationship. It's just building their trust. And I think initially when you have... You bring on a new client there is more communication initially and it's just talking them through and guiding through they've all got different expectations not one of them are the same um so it's just making sure you know what their needs are and so the handover to the property managers is really important too so that they have that understanding of what they they need yeah you know, we still have some owners that are older owners that don't even have email so, um, yeah, it's picking up the phone and talking to those ones and, and just finding how they best communicate. Or then you've got a language barrier and, and just how you communicate with everybody. Mm. I'd just like to mention everyone, you know, this is the important reason why you need to have what's called a property owner's, a property owner's handbook, which is a user manual on how you operate so you can get right expectations really clear up front. Things like, what is reasonable fair wear and tear? What is reasonable to expect if the tenant stops paying rent? You know, how long does the eviction process take? What's, you know, why, why should every owner have quality landlord insurance? All of those really, really important questions that you can induct the property owner with right expectations, just like you would spend that quality time with the tenant going through quality expectations as well. If you want more information, we actually have a 27 page a base text word document ready for you. We've done all the actual hard work for you. All you need to do is just twist, you know, tweak it to your legislation, um, add your brand, um, change it to your office practices, and it's yours. Just go to pmpowerkeys.com. That's pmpowerkeys.com. And we've got the property owner's handbook there. Um, we've also got a New Zealand version too. So um, go and check it out. Now, just moving right along, let's talk about, again, we, we, we're talking about minimizing conflict and not taking things personally today, Nicole. Let's talk about um, email uh, communication. I mean, how easy is it for email to get out of control? What are some tips yeah. there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, emails are up to people's um, interpretation, aren't they? So I, I'm a firm believer that if, you know, if you've got an email coming back and forth more than three or four times, you just need to pick up the phone. You shut so much more down by talking over the phone. You actually can under hear people's tones. Um, they're quite different face-to-face -face or um, on the phone than what they are in emails. So um, it, emails definitely have a place if you need something in writing as evidence um, for tenants or landlords. You know, we, we give you approval to go ahead with this quote or the tenant says they're going to pay the rent next week. That's fine. Um, but picking up the phone, honestly, just going back to the basics is the best bet, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the phone call saves a thousand words in email, doesn't it? 
I often have um, landlords that may say, I haven't heard from any work, anybody for a while, and yet they've received emails, but in their minds, it's a phone call of what is what they're wanting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, like you said, you've got to know where everybody's at. You said you've got some clients that don't even have an email address, so mm-hmm. you can't just go and bang them an email. You've got to know, well, that client, to communicate effectively, I've got to get on the phone. Yeah. Um, and so you've really got to know your clients and whatever level of communication that they require individually. Um, and I think with communication, we've got to get the right mode of communication too, because the phone is for conversation. Mm. Email is good for confirmation. But, mm. you know, for example, face-to-face meeting in office, which is a little bit hard through COVID at the moment, um, that gives us the best communication because we can fully experience the person. We can see their full body language. We can hear their tone. We can see their reactions. We can have 100% person-to-person communication. The next level down is, is Zoom. Um, and it's still a, a good second best, but there's still some elements that have been stripped out as we go to that next platform. And the next platform after that, of course, is phone call. We've now removed the visual. We're removing elements of that important communication, um, again, stripping that out. But phone certainly has its place and we can hear people's tone. We can hear their intent. We can hear their emotion, but we can't see certain things. The next level is email. Um, And then tone can be removed. We can uh, miscommunicate what they've said. And when they're actually mean one thing, they could mean another. Or they've taken us the wrong way and getting antsy about something. Um, And then the next level um, of communication is text. And the worst thing we can do is be having a full-on conversation by text Mm. because then we stand the biggest chance of things not being received in the way that we require them and the biggest chance of conflict and upset and and issues there. So we've got to be able to pick very, very carefully. And I think with our younger people this day and age that just want to go online and communicate online, are you dealing with a a person, you know, um, that that is, is wanting a phone call or if you want to call them old school, whatever, and you get that wrong, then you can have all sorts of problems there. So Absolutely. And even Darren, um, you know, Dennis came up with a great idea too, which is sending a video text to someone saying, hey, just trying to get hold of you, give me a call back. That's actually quite nice too, because that's a bit more personal than a text. Yep. So there you go, there's a plug for Dennis. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But a 30-second text, a video text, or a minute, um, wouldn't be much more than that, but people love them too. Just be aware, of course, with iPhone and Samsung and things like that, there are some platforms and phones from iPhone to Samsung where that doesn't work. Just be aware of that. But Hi, everyone. Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support, and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom, and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. All good. So, um, okay, well, let's just move on here. Now, um, when let's just say we're taking uh, a person's a little bit upset. As you said, they may have had a bad day or something like that. Um, with people taking things personally, you mentioned in our pre-discussion before the podcast um, about people not feeling the pressure. Yeah, so I think it's when you do have someone that rings up, you know, for example, if they were to ring up and make a complaint and they're just going on, you're not getting anything in, um, you know, you're not getting anything into the conversation. Sometimes you just need to let them get it out. 
Um, and they, they say, I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know now what's going to happen. You don't have to you don't have to come back with an answer straight away. So it's taking that pressure off and just saying, look, thank you. I understand how you're feeling. You've made it quite clear. Um, if you could just leave it with me and I will look into it and get back to you. You know, you don't have to come up with an answer straight away. You can go back and, and sort it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. in your own, you know, within a reasonable time, obviously. Um, they're going to feel better just for having had a rent. That's what I've found anyway. Yeah, so people let them have their vent. Um, mm. I think the important thing is you've got to listen very carefully to what they're saying and empathize, have care in your voice. And the more that you listen, the more that you have care, the more the temperature is going to come down and it's going to turn from a rant into a conversation very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's using the wording, I understand and I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, so it's the, the right wording, yeah, rather than just say, yeah, it, it does need to be caring you right with, with understanding. Yeah, yeah, correct. And that's how we de-escalate de the situation. But I think also when you mentioned that a lot of property managers out there, are people are saying, I want an answer. Well, you don't have to give an answer right now. Take that pressure off your back. Take that anxiety away. Mm -hmm. um, don't be too hard on yourself. And you've got every right to say, hey, look, thank you. Would you mind if I get back to you in five minutes? Would you mind if I get back to you in half an hour? Or if I need to go speak to the owner, I need to go speak to the tradesperson, or I need to go speak to the manager about it. Can I give you a call back and give yourself plenty of time as well. Take that pressure off. So you can go away and get that right considered answer, I think, and to think about what's the right way of dealing with it. Absolutely. Yep. That's really important. Yep. Okay. Um, let's, let's move on with this. And, um, and, and I think we probably haven't, talked enough about procrastination and you being a general manager, I'm sure that you've seen or had property managers that sat on an issue that needed to be dealt with. And it wasn't, um, you know, what were some of the problems that came out of people not dealing with urgent things um, within the time frame that they should? Yeah. People just get angrier. They just get more upset and, and um, saying not very nice things about their property manager will make it even more personal. So um, it is, you know, and nobody likes conflict. So the longer you are taking to deal with the situation, the more wound up they're getting in the background. And that's when it would potentially have escalated to me. Um, reality is often not quite where the person that's making the complaint is. It can be in the middle. Um, so, yeah, but in their minds, it's really important and they're really upset about it. So it's, yeah, it's having that understanding, but again, going back and having a look at it, but you just have to deal with things. They're not going to go away. They're only going to get worse. So dealing with it's really important, shutting it down. And it's often never as bad to deal with as in your mind you may think it is. So yeah, just deal with it, get it done, get it off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you mentioned we are going to deal with issues. Um, every now and then we are going to drop the ball uh, because the job it's is okay very intense. Admit, it's okay to admit that too. It's yeah. okay. I'd rather someone own if they're making a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Just own it. And, and the person on the other end of the phone is, you know, if you're saying, look, I apologize. I'm sorry. I've made a mistake. Um, they actually deal with that a little bit better than what you think. Yeah. 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 Oh, I agree. I agree. Being, being human about it. Yeah, totally. As long as they can see you're going to fix it. Um, you know, or, you know, even as management, you know, putting, sometimes we put things in place if, if something new has happened, you know. Mm. And I think what's important, if we do make an error, we do drop the ball um, or something does need to be dealt with, needs to be dealt with quickly. Let's not hang on to it because an issue plus 
being left to bake in the sun of time is one of my one of my favorite sayings um, that causes complication and escalation of the problem and I, I like to say you know these things are mutate they grow you know googly uh, yellow googly eyes and rancid claws and big scary teeth and they bite and uh, this is what happens when we, we're not dealing with things when we should be. We've got to be really, really careful about procrastination. It's getting on the other side of that and having and looking forward to that sense of relief like, oh, thank goodness it's been dealt with. I feel so much better now. I might go and have a coffee or a tea to celebrate. Um, but uh, and, and uh, that said, we've just put out a, um, a property manager book called uh, Time, uh, PM Power Time Secrets 101, which is actually my very best um, 101 time and stress management keys. It's written just for crazy busy property managers. Some of the very best things we do go through some tips on how to deal with being, feeling overwhelmed on the job, um, dealing with procrastination, plus a lot of other things as well. If you want to get that book, we actually, we te technically we are offering the book for free. We just ask people to pay for postage, for shipping our cost to get it to you because it still costs us to put it in the post. But just go to pmpowerkeys.com. That's pmpowerkeys.com and you can get the order the book from there. So moving on with this, um, there's a question for you, Nicole, and you weren't ready for this one. Okay. You've been in the job a long time and we do deal with difficult things during the day, don't we? Mm -hmm. I mean, we get curveballs thrown at us at any moment. So you, you got you know, your and then something's thrown in the middle. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you're driving home. You've had a hard day. You've had a real hard day. You've had a tough day. You've had a bit of conflict going on and some things that, um, you know, maybe upset you a little bit or whatever. But when you get out of that car and walk into your house and you go from business Nicole mode to personal at home with your, you know, your two kids and, um, you know, how do you wash the day off? How do you, um, you know, be, become um, that person you need to be at home? How do you not take things personally when you walk into your personal life? Yeah, well, it, it, it didn't come easy when I first started property management. So I think it is with time and experience, knowing that you can't please everybody all of the time. You can only do your best. Um, so that does take time and it does take training. But I, yeah, I can quite easily do that now, to be honest. I should be able to after being in the industry this long. Um, yeah, but it does take time. So, yeah, it's, it's something that comes easily for me now. I can easily leave it behind, even though I, I answer my phone after hours, which is what we encourage our property managers not to do, because it is important that when they are at home, that they have that work-life balance, that they can turn off and not have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. So we've got ways and means of making sure that our staff um, do have that, that home time to not have to worry about work. Yeah. Okay. You said not to take things personally. Mm. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I, I apologize. I use the wrong language there. Um, you, you talked about um, you can't please everyone. That was the word yeah. that you used there. You yeah. can't. Why not? Why can't you please everybody? Because, because everybody is different. So they all have different expectations. Um, yeah, they, like I said, they may have had a bad day, so they're not seeing things um, the way that they should be seeing it. They're, they're, there's a perception there. So you just need to know that you can't keep everybody happy all of the time. You can only do your best, and as long as you are doing what you need to be doing within the law and within your job, then, um, yeah, then you, you just can't please everyone. Yep, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's just life and customer service. I mean, it's, yeah, not just work, is it? It's, yeah. 
There are, there are some clients out there that will never be pleased. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter what, under what difficult circumstances you've worked. It might be a really difficult home to rent, taking you a long time to get a quality tenant. You deliver that. They're still going to, you know, not be happy. And I guess it's, it does take years and years of experience to get to that point where you realize I can't please everybody. And, you know, I, I put out memes and stuff online, you know, you can't please everybody, so don't try. It's not saying that we just drop our customer service. It's just that realization that there are some people out there, no matter what you do, will never be pleased. And yeah. so you can't take this stuff personally. And I think it's also like when you do get home after having a bad day, you also need to remember that you've done a lot of good in a day. Um, so you may not get 20 people telling you you've done a great day, but you have actually achieved a lot more good than maybe that one or, or two complaints that you've had during that week. Mm. So I think it's remembering that you, um, that you are doing a lot of good and you're helping people. Yeah, and, and I think one thing I've realized too, some people reacting to you may have been reacting out of their bad day yeah. and you're just another person that's getting the back end of that, is getting the backhand of their bad day, even though that's not your fault. Absolutely. And you can control how you react. You know, you can't control them. You can control how you react. So yeah, if you need to step back and say, look, thank you for your call. I appreciate that. If you can give me a bit of time to have a look into it, you know, that's just not reacting. It's actually just taking the time so that you can do all your homework and have an answer for them. Yeah. So just control how you react. And that's probably what I've found over the years is that how I've dealt with it the best is, yeah, mm. to not react to the, to them. Yeah. Well, what I've learned recently too, and particularly um, around the issues of anxiety, if people, the more people struggle with anxiety, the more short, the more sharp, the more abrupt, the more rude the, they, they can be and the more difficult they can be as well. And you don't recognize it, but actually they're struggling with anxiety. It could be um, they've just got natural anxiety in their life. You do have some people, um, you know, particularly around, um, you know, uh, there might be a little bit on the spectrum or something like that, where there's a lot of anxiety that they're struggling with. Um, there's all those sort of things you just got to take into effect that they're being upset with you on the phone, maybe completely got nothing to do with you. Um, and not taking that on personally is really important too. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have pretty broad shoulders in property management, don't you? You do, you do. Otherwise, you're just going to get beaten up. Um, yeah. You know, so these are the sort of things, no doubt, that you would be sharing with new, new property managers that come on board. And I'm sure that you've helped a lot in your time there. And you've seen them, you know, after the first six months of uh, what I call the baptism of fire. Um, and they look like their eyes have been caught, you know, like, you know, deer caught in headlights. It can be really, really hard. And these are the really important survival skills that you've got to learn to take on board. Otherwise, you're just not going to survive the job. Um, and and uh, it can really beat you up. And you just got to learn these survival skills as you go on. So, um, anyway, Nicole, really good chat there. I think there's some good points for people, not just to not take things on personally, but also to reduce conflict as well. Mm -hmm. um, some good points there to de-escalate a situation. We can never be ones to escalate as well. So some, some good points there, Nicole. If anyone wants to reach out to you, um, what's the best way to get in contact? Uh, you could email me on nicole.anstis at hamiltonrentals.co.nz or you call the office on... Hamilton, 07 
Cool. There you go. Thank you. So that's really helpful. And um, Nicole, of course, is is who I call a general in property management, not just a general manager, but a general in all um, years and years of good experience. Um, and you've got a real property management maturity about you, Nicole, which I really enjoy. So thank you so much. That's a great yeah. industry to be in. Even though it's forever changing, it's not a job that you get bored in. It's, no. Yeah. Yep. And you never watch the clock. No, absolutely. And, and I think as long as you're surrounded with a good team, which we have here, then yeah, that'll get you through, you know, working with like-minded people and going through the day-to-day -day struggles that we go through here That's and helping it. each other out. Yeah, supporting each other is really good. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Thanks for your time. Awesome. Thanks, Darren. All right. Bye.